Hey, I said what I said, and I does what I does. But before I get into Joe Biden's son, I'm going to talk about God's son. And I'm not talking about Nas, I'm talking about B, Eva's Christ. <laughs> A.K.A. Ernest, A.K.A. You Love Ernest. But nah, seriously. So, I took the week off again. And I, I, I don't really have to tell y'all, but I just wasn't really feeling well mentally. Um, and I was, you know, there are times if you, if you know, you know, but I mean, there are just going to be times where I miss a week, you know, or I'm late by a day or whatever or whatever, because fucking depression or just, you know, shit going on. I'm good now. I'm in the space space or state that way where I am learning to be more patient. I think a lot of why I get into these ruts, emotional ruts, is because I, one, I have so much expectations. I expect too much. Um, I'm always, these are problems I've been vocal about here, but I'm always trying to Go for what's next, what's next, what's next. I never necessarily take the time to chill the fuck out and be in the moment of things. And, you know, I took, I say this week as in, I'm recording this actually the Wednesday that this episode should have been out, you know, because I released some Mondays, right? Uh, So that means you're going to get it the following Monday. But I took this week to actually get to a space where, or at least get into a routine that's going to motivate me to get into a space to where I'm not rushing all the damn time, where I'm not trying to control everything all the damn time, where I'm trying to have more faith in myself and more faith in the universe and be more patient in general. So there's that aspect of it. But now let's get into the actual topic here, Joe Biden's son, right? So Hunter Biden is no stranger to my critiques, just like his daddy, you know? Um, What I really want to talk about here is not the... I'm not going to break down all the videos of him and his cocaine activity and his drug activity and just just everything else activity is craziness i'm gonna do videos breaking that shit down i really want to talk about we're not talk about but necessarily but talk to the people who voted for joe biden once again because ultimately no matter what crazy shit we're going to see and there's going to be more videos coming out trust me No matter how much crazy shit we see about his son, how much crazy shit we see or hear about Joe Biden, whether it's old videos from him on Senate floors giving long speeches about why lock all the niggers up is 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 should be the American way. You know, no matter how many times we see clips like that, I always go back to today, 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 today in the times that we're living in today. And today, since I'm talking about being in the present in the moment, today we have people who still support Joe Biden. We have people who voted for him two years ago, but still in somewhat present times. And they see all of this go down. And I know they see it, but they're ignoring it. Right? Whether they're ignoring it because they don't care. Whether they're ignoring it because they're embarrassed about the man that they supported, they're still ignoring it. Well, I'm talking to y'all. I'm talking to y'all because not necessarily to the ones who ignore it and don't care. It's obvious that you don't care. Therefore, there goes the answer as to why you're ignoring it. You don't care. Boom, end of story. Now get out of my face. Talking to those who care but don't speak up about it. And they know for a fact that they should not support or they just have, they know it's wrong to support this dude. 
and yet they still did, did it, and they still doing it. I want to try to appeal to the senses of those folks. At least try. Because I feel like I can say, I told you so, I told you so, I told you so, I told you so, all you want. All I want, right? And I can do that. <laughs> Trust me, I can. But I feel like I, one of my favorite sayings in the world is you catch more flies for honey. I just feel like pouring out honey to y'all and seeing whoever, whoever said, which one of you flies flies in and you, and you, and you come in and you get the honey. That's what it is. Right. Um, if, if you don't, if the honey's not sweet enough for you, if it's too brown for you, you know, if it's too dark or whatever the case is, that's, that's, that's your prerogative, right? Go, go find the other bees that are pollinating the honey or go find the other honey wells or whatever the case is, right? Uh, the honeycombs, all that, right? All I want to ask to those who support him still and supported him back in 2020, right? Because soon enough, in two years, it's 2024 is happening. You know, whether he runs for re-election or not, I've seen some inkling saying that he is, but clearly he's, and I still, and I still feel as though that he's not going to finish a first term. I know I, when I, I said he wasn't going to do a, a whole year, I still don't think he's going to finish out the an entire first term. That man is, y'all pray for that man if y'all pray, right? And especially if you pray for enemies. Y'all pray for that, man. That's all I'm going to say. But as far as just my question for y'all is, you see this shit that his son is doing. And I say is doing because this is present day stuff. These videos of what Hunter Biden's shenanigans span from anywhere from years ago to 2020 to 2021. And he's still at it doing crazy things. It wasn't like my son is a former drug addict. No matter what Joe Biden said, those videos are, are recent videos. These are videos not shot on a fucking camcorder back in the 80s and 90s and such. These are videos shot on smartphones. All right. And then you look at the quality and you just look at what is being talked about or reference or whatever. These are clearly recent times. Clearly, your son has either relapsed or he never kicked that drug habit. Either or, the same thing that he is doing, whether he is, 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 because I feel like he's not only using it, he's, I think he's a seller as well. Ain't no reason why a user, and I ain't trying to snitch on nobody, but people who typically have scales, drug scales, especially in their possession they're not just using it they're not just trying to measure okay did did my dealer stiff me or they're not just using it for that those purposes to see if they really got their money their bang for their buck they're using it because they that's how they measure the drugs that they sell as well you know i ain't say no names other than hunter biden and i only saying his name because it's on video and his face is on video so if anybody's snitching on who in this situation, he snitched on himself. So I think he's not only using, but selling. But still, the point of the matter is his father shamelessly locked a lot of y'all's dads up, a lot of y'all's dad's dads up for the same thing his son is very guilty of till this day. And... All I ask of you is how can you support somebody like that? Let's not talk about the other shit. Let's not well he's doing X, Y, and Z. He's 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 trying to help Britney Griner get out of We're not talking about BG. We're not talking about Brittany Griner right now. We're not talking about Kentaji Brown, whatever, Jackson Brown, right? We're not talking about the lady, the 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 black lady he he has doing all his talking for him. You know, the woman who took the place of, of, you know, that redheaded hoe, right? 
we're not talking about all of them. We're talking about this instance right now. We're talking about a man who locked your uncles, your daddies, your grandfathers, the men in your life up. And not even just the men, it was women as well. But the black folks in your life up. He's on Senate floors talking about even a little inty tinty amount of crack. Let's lock their asses up for 60 to 155,000 years. For a little speck of drug, right? Meanwhile, his son is on camera bragging to hoes about, man, I got all this. Look at all this coke. <laughs> look at all this. Look, look at the scale. I got eight pounds of this shit. I got crystals, rocks. And we ain't talking about crystals and rocks that they use in, in, you know, tarot and all that stuff and esoteric stuff. We talking about crack rocks that look like crystals. Big ass crystals. Big ass rocks. Hard ass rocks. We're talking about that. And yet, you don't see his son in any type of prison at all. All I will ask of you is how can you support a man who's, who, 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 who does that? You can continue to ignore it all you want. You know, it's your choice if you decide to do so. But just understand that you are disgracing your family. You are disrespecting your family members. And the sad thing is there are people who are under Biden's, you know, speech and just everything else surrounding all of that still support him because they're under the Democratic spell. And that could be the very reason as to why these people who have family members locked up because of Joe Biden, because of Kamala Harris, still voted for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris but it's time to wake up. That's no excuse. It's never. It should have never been an excuse in the first place because I'm under the democratic spell. But if you can acknowledge you were under the democratic spell, or that you're being, you're you're having spells be placed upon you, then you know enough that you how to prevent it. You know enough that there's something going on that isn't right, so you should speak up about it, or you should do something totally different than what the spell is making you do. Won't you think that's the smart thing to do? If you know somebody is tinkering with your mentality or tinkering with whatever, and quote-unquote making you do things that you either don't want to do or don't you have a problem with because you're not consciously doing these things. Wouldn't that make you want to be more cognizant of how you can combat this spell, how you can make it so that you're making decisions based off of your own control? That's all I ask. You know, I'm not going to spend too much time on it because every time I see those clips or whatever, I'm just like, eh, people voted for this. People voted. And these clips are going to continue to come out, like I said, and nothing is going to happen to Hunter Biden. And no one is going to ask Joe about no one but me and just others who've been critical of Joe. No one's going to ask him about it. If people do ask him about it, because I'm sure people are going to ask him, it's not going to be televised. It's going to be censored. It's going to be all this other stuff. And if it is talked about, it's again, Joe's going to address it as my son had a habit and I'm proud of him for kicking that habit. I love him dearly. Okay. It doesn't look like in these videos that are surfacing. And this is gray beard hunter. So he's old. And this is not, again, this is not 80s. This is not, there were no cell phones or cameras in the 80s. There are no way you can FaceTime somebody via a cell phone during the 80s. Unless Hunter had the, had the first ever iPhone or smartphone ever. During the 80s, I don't want to hear anything about those are old videos. These these are recent videos. And even the older ones are just as disgusting as the shit that we're seeing now. And again, a lot of that stuff did were, were 2020 shit. 
So yeah, that's all I got to say. I'm just asking that question of y'all. Y'all got to think about it. We'll get into the next topic though. Stay tuned. So what's up y'all? So many of y'all already know that I have a lot more interest in politics and life and speaking with fellow writers and authors and just other people in other fields that I think are amazing. I have a love and interest for music as well. Now, I don't necessarily create music. Well, I do make beats. Y'all should check them out whenever I share them on social media. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, all that. But I'm talking about a dedicated podcast where I speak about music. So if you like my honest discussions about whatever I talk about here, you're going to love the honest discussions I have about music over at the My Two Cents podcast. That is a podcast I do, a weekly podcast. I've been doing it just as long as this podcast that you're listening to right now. The My Two Cents podcast can be found anywhere you're listening to this podcast. Go over, subscribe to My Two Cents podcast. That is the word My Two Cents is spelled numerically dollar sign zero dot zero two podcast right after that you'll be able to find it everywhere you're listening to this podcast once again go over subscribe to the my two cents podcast new episodes every monday just like this podcast now let's get back to the show all right we're back I want to talk about some more Democrat uh, shills here. Um, AOC, Ilhan Omar, two members of the squad, you know, the the famous uh, young, hip Democratic crew that is just so hip and so woke and so, you know, all them fools. Yeah. (laughs) Well, the performance, the, the poor, the, the, I can't even speak. I'm trying to, I'm stumbling over my words. The, the performative act of Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, AOC, alongside her sister, Ilhan Omar, her sister in arms, <laughs> Ilhan Omar, or one of the sisters of the, that little crew they got going on over there in Washington, um, I don't know if y'all saw the videos. I mean, if I was doing the video podcast, which is something that I plan on implementing in 2023. I know I've made mentions in the past before plenty of times about video podcasts. At one point, I made it a Patreon exclusive, but nobody was subscribing to the Patreon. Bunch of liars, people saying that they wanted. They listened to the podcast if I had videos of it. And then I'm like, okay, I made videos of it, but they didn't want to pay to see it, you know, them folks. Um, but I'm going to bring it back in 2023. I'm going to make it a thing. Now, if people want to check it out or not, it is what it is. I just miss making videos, to be honest with you. And, well, I'm going to do it that way. It's not going to be behind the Patreon paywall. I'm going to upload these videos on YouTube where they're going to get taken down anyway, but... You know, I'm going to upload them on YouTube just just, just, just for that. Um, if there's any other platform that will allow me to post pain-free, let me put it that way, pain-free, um, then I will gladly post the videos on that platform as well. But yeah, I will introduce them or bring them back in 2023. I do want to have a certain setup, but if I don't have that certain setup by 2023, then I'm just going to rock out the way that I've been doing them anyways, via Zoom recording and upload that bit, you know what I'm saying? But anyways, not to get sideswiped, I just wanted to mention that. I mentioned that because with the video, with the video recordings, I plan on showing certain video clips and this that and the third uh so if you're again if you're a fan of that then you can just subscribe to the youtube channel when that thing becomes a thing it's going to get taken down anyway but you know your subscription will help out and maybe if i had people who was 
arguing against YouTube uh, whenever they take my stuff down. And if I wasn't the only voice speaking up for myself, maybe they switch up. Because I feel like YouTube, and I've seen this happen with other creators as well. When they were being bullied by YouTube, it was their fans that got on their ass and said, you better reverse this decision. And that's when YouTube budged, right? It wasn't necessarily the creator themselves. No matter how big or small the creator was, it was the amount of people that was getting on there and was saying, y'all messed up and y'all got to rectify this. And then YouTube made a change. So... That will only happen for me if y'all, you know, the the so-called supporters who wanted to see the video plot, uh, wants videos as a podcast or whatever the case is, right? Claim they pay attention to the podcast more. If I made videos, that's something y'all gonna have to do when them videos get taken down, right? Um, anyways, AOC was at this her and Ilhan Omar those are the only two squad members I saw it could have been the whole squad because I know all of them are upset about the overturning of Roe v. Wade um for those who want to know my thoughts on that situation again I mean I did an episode on it actually weeks ago it's it's like a couple weeks old so you can just uh I, I think the title is the ugly history of Roe vs. Wade Go check that episode out and you will hear my thoughts on that. I'm not going to repeat them there, here, but I am going to say the stances of the squad. So they're all, they're all pissed off about the overturning of Roe versus Wade. Okay. So because of that, they are protesting, right? Um, well, it's because of that and because they're just performative human beings. So because of those two reasons there they're 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 uh they were protesting i guess things got quote unquote out of hand at this protest which to me it's a bunch of white people screaming i mean as threatening as that is for a black person to see it's not threatening if you're a police officer a white police officer at that so i don't I don't see where things got out of hand in that situation. But anyways, it was just a bunch of white people screaming. There was nobody with guns, nobody trying to harm anybody. It was just a bunch of people screaming about why abortions should be a thing. Okay? Police were there and they wanted people, like with every type of protest, they wanted people to disperse, get the hell off the premises. Well, every type of protest that isn't a right-wing, straight-up, racist type of protest or whatever, right? But they wanted people to get out of there, get out, get off the premises, get off the block. I guess people wouldn't listen. People just kept standing and whatever. AOC and Ilham Omar were amongst the crowd that were would not move, would not get off the block. They kept screaming and everything, and at some point, AOC and uh, Ilhan Omar was either approached by the police or they went up to the police and tried to discuss things. A discussion happened between them, I guess, where there was an agreement where you would act like you're, you're arresting me and I will peacefully go. Just act like you're arresting me in front of all these people, in front of all these cameras rolling. So it makes me look good. It makes me look like a martyr. So there was some discussion that was likely happened. And this arresting, although you can tell the cops weren't, didn't want to be a part of it because they're just like, this is stupid. All they did was... Or at least one did <laughs> half-assly uh, was hold the wrist of AOC and Ilhan Omar's behind their back. They didn't zip tie them. They didn't handcuff them. They held their wrist behind their back, right, for a couple seconds. Literally a couple seconds. One, cl- the clips of Ilhan are so ridiculously performatively funny and ridiculously just sad that the cop literally held her for like maybe two seconds 
maybe 0.2 seconds and i'm i'm giving two seconds a stretch two seconds is actually the stretch if it was really less than that but i'm gonna say two seconds he's holding her arms ilhan's arms for about two seconds and she at one point he decides i'm not gonna i'm not gonna walk her off the premises like she a kid she a grown woman you know what i'm saying like i'm not gonna hold her wrist behind her back i'm not gonna know walk off just go just get out of here she is still walking with her hands tied behind her back as if they are handcuffed or hog tied or zip tied behind her back but they're not you know um aoc is doing the same thing aoc was the more ridiculous one because she is it's clear as day that she isn't handcuffed she had that same grin on that same smirk that oh i'm just trying to keep it together type smirk that cuban gooden cuban gooden jr had when he got arrested but his arrest was actually real he he had handcuffs on him he was actually being taken into custody whereas aoc and elhan and any other member of the squad that was likely there they didn't get arrested for real you know, these fake arrests that... AOC is the queen of that, by the way. She's the queen of faking arrest or, you know, faking like she is, you know, going to... She's getting in serious trouble for her political views. Like she's, like... Like she's a Black Panther or something. Like she's MLK. You know, people who actually went to jail for for protesting... You know, people who actually went, who got beat, you know, they didn't get the, they they weren't, you know, they would be handcuffed too. So they couldn't defend themselves with their fists. You know, AOC, she, she's hands-free. Ilhan Omar is hands, so hands-free that she's walking like she's handcuffed and she's not. And another thing for those who are like, why were their hands behind me? If you want to play stupid. Can you, can you, if you're handcuffed, can you put up your right fist? As in like a, a, you know, the black power fist, right? That's what I call it. But none of them are black. Can you put up your fist to show uh, as a sign of solidarity if your hands are tied behind your back? And I mean raise up your fist, not just ball it up while you're handcuffed. I mean, raise it up. The obvious answer is no, because that's what AOC and Ilhan Omar did. And the crazy thing is the other protesters that was there would have ate it up. It was a blatant performance act in their face and they ate it up. And that's the real sad part about it is you have Dems. Like the, 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 the. AOC at this point doesn't even she did a she always did a bad job at hiding the performative facts but I feel as though she knows now that she doesn't even need to hide it she can just go out and straight up act and that is enough for Democrats for certain Democrats Democrats in general because all of them all a lot of democratic voters and I'm saying a lot as in people I know personally and just in general a lot of y'all just like performative acts so yeah I I am gonna say all y'all you got a problem with it prove me wrong but that's what they want you know and it's sad that we have politicians now who understand that and they will placate to that AOC being one of them Ilhan Omar being another one. The squad being other ones. Even the squad adjacent folks like Nina Turner, sadly, is another one. Where they know all they got to do is say the right words and, and, and whatever and not actually act on the shit that they claim they care about. And as I stated, like I, I said, I was going to detail how I felt, but I will detail this. I mentioned this in the episode about the overturning of Roe versus Wade. This is literally just another ploy for the Democrats. Come November. Come 2024. 
to 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 say, listen, it, vote for us, and we're gonna fight to get abortion back. That's that's all it, it is. It's a ploy for more votes. You know, I'm mentioning this because I want people to see through this stuff. You know, as tiresome as it is to continuously bring up these situations, because if if I didn't see the message in, in what they did, I would just would have continued ignoring AOC and the squad as I've always been doing. I saw them for who who they were, and then I'm like, I'm not gonna continue calling out performative act after act after act. I can do that actually. If I want, really want to make YouTube videos, I can just look up uh, the performative shit that AOC and the squad, or just Democrats in general, are doing, and make that a specific YouTube channel. The thing is, I don't want to spend my time and energy doing that. But I do want to wake y'all up. I do want to put it, put these ideas out there. That listen, this is what's going on. Like that video was despicable. And I want somebody just like, just like in the uh, first segment when I asked y'all, how can you support a dude, a president who is not holding his child accountable? The same way that he held your child accountable. The same way that he held your father accountable. The same way that he held your grandfather, your aunt, your mom, your whoever, your loved one accountable, harshly accountable for their drug usage or drug or the possession of drugs, period. Whether they are users or sellers or both. You supported a man who did that, yet you can't hold that you can't say that you can't say to that man he needs to do the same for his child I'm at, I asked y'all that question the uh, first segment and I'm gonna ask you another question in this segment how is it that these politicians can play in your face blatantly and you allow them to get away with it y'all hold people that you're, you just started dating. You just started talking to in the dating phase, talking phase, whatever you want to call it. You hold these people more accountable for your livelihood than you do the politicians that you support and vote for. And these are just normal everyday people who have no say in, 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 in how things, how the rules are made as far as no saying they're not in those offices in, in, in Washington. It is not their job. They're not in those meetings. They're not on those Senate floors and, and whatever. They have just as much power as you when it comes to having a say, a political say. Yet these are the people that those people are the ones you hold accountable for your well-being, not the people who are actually in charge playing in your face. Yeah, I'm going to keep bringing that up. So there's that. I just want to mention that. That's all. I'm not going to spend too much time on it. In fact, I, I when I first wrote this down, I tried to make this topic as lighthearted as possible in my mind. <laughs> at least when I played it out in my mind, it was supposed to be lighthearted. I know I came off in a harsher tone, but I kind of like this. So I'm not going to re-record this segment. I kind of like what, where it went, you know? So, and I kind of like it. I really do like it. So I'm keeping this tape right here. But just know that in the pre, pre-production, <laughs> it was supposed to come off lighter than, than, than it did. But hey, the truth hurts. The truth isn't always light. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. This last segment, maybe it will be light to you. No, it's not going to be light, but it's the last segment nonetheless. So uh, stay tuned. All right. So the last topic of this episode here it's just something I feel like saying <laughs> as with all the topics you know the whole sesame is it sesame place sesame place 
And now, as of today, the video clips that are coming out of a Chuck E. Cheese at a Chuck E. Cheese where Chucky, uh, you know, the mouse, whoever is under that costume, ignored a little black girl. Um, there were a bunch of there was white kids who wanted to who who got a high five from Chucky. And then there was a little black girl who was, you know, excited to be in the presence of Chucky and was dancing and was just showing excitement. She wanted she wanted a high five as well. Right. Chucky just looked at her, looked up, ignored her. (laughs) You know, I'm not laughing at the situation. I'm just I'm I'm just laughing at the, the. face of Chucky, you know, when he did that, um, what can I say about these situations other than stop bringing your black kids to these establishments, now I know someone's gonna say victim blaming, victim blaming, victim blaming, no, victim blaming would be me saying, you should have known better, you black motherfucker. Like you, 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 you're, you're black. You don't deserve, you know, you shouldn't have been born black. You shouldn't have wore your black skin. You know, you know how, like when people victim blame, uh, women, especially for the way they were dressed for why they got raped. Oh, you shouldn't have wore that tight skirt. You shouldn't have wore that short skirt. You shouldn't have been so thick. You shouldn't have been so sexy. You know what I'm saying? Like a victim blaming will be me saying you shouldn't have been so black little girl. (laughs) <laughs> like that's that. I know it's an exaggeration, but no, victim blaming would be uh, something where you are saying to somebody black that they deserved whatever racist act that they got uh, that they got because they're black. Well, you shouldn't have been black. You shouldn't have been less of a threat. You shouldn't have been so loud. You shouldn't have been the black boy wearing a black hoodie and all that. Right? That is victim blaming right there me simply saying hey black parents these establishments don't give a fuck about black people they look at your black children not as children not as innocent beautiful children that they are but as rug racks probably little monkeys and just you know unpleasant beings right they don't want to entertain your black child They look at the white children and they see cute, beautiful faces, right? Aryan nation all the way. It's what they say, right? But with your child, it's not that. It's not no cute, beautiful, innocent faces. It's not God-given faces. It's, you know, cursed skin, cursed bodies, cursed faces, whatever the case, right? So with that understanding... Why put your child through the torture, the torment of going through that when there are ways for black children to have fun without having to go through that ridicule? Now, it's sad that I have to say that. I'm not saying this in in, in some type of excitement as in, oh boy, yay, Black parents are now just going to segregate themselves and, and it's unfortunate that a child can't enjoy Chuck E. Cheese or Sesame Place or any other establishment that is catered to kids that claim they care about all kids, right? It's a shame that th- that's the reality that we live in is that if the place isn't likely black owned, catered to black kids especially for kids within the inner city even those places will likely be racist as well but if it's not any of that stuff then that kid is going to be dealt with racism and it's sad and like I said it's unfortunate but just because it's sad and it's unfortunate doesn't mean I'm going to I'm going to not accept the reality of it reality is these clan members during the day when they're not at work they're dressed in their little robes and shit right then because they they gotta afford shit because you know they're still poor right so they have to have a job 
So once it's work time, they know they can't go to work with their clan robes and all that. They can't show the blatant racism that way. But you know how races are, you know, especially the real blatant ones. The hard R's is what I call them. Um, it's hard for them to 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 show that racist, uh, to not show that racist. So anyways, they go, they change from the KKK robes to a Chuck E. Cheese costume to a uh, Elmo costume or, you know, whatever street, Sesame Street, uh, you know, character costume, right? All the same shit. They, they, they hide it, (laughs) but no, um, it's just something you have to think about, um, sadly, and it shouldn't have to be something that black parents think about and no child, no black child or just black person in general, but especially child should have to think, should, should have to think if we go to this place, will they accept me? You know what I'm saying? Like, will I be seen as one of the other kids or will I just automatically be seen as a nuisance? This little girl in the Chuck E. Cheese video, um, wasn't doing anything that a normal little girl her age doesn't do kid at that moment, a kid, a girl, boy, kid in general, but especially a little girl, when they're excited, they, they, they jump around, they, they, you know, they're, they're excited, you know, you've seen kids excited before, so you know what that looks like, that's what all she was doing, you know, um, but she didn't get the high five, so, yeah, you know, and the Sesame Street kids, uh, those Sesame Place, I don't, listen, when I was growing up, it was called Sesame Street, and I was called Sesame Place, I don't, because I don't have kids, I'm out of the loop on the kitty shit, If for when I do have kids, maybe I'll be back into the loop, but since I stopped being a kid, I'm out of the loop. So, don't mind me if I keep calling it Sesame Street instead of Sesame Place. Anyway, Sesame Place, the black girls and the black kids there, they were just, again, they were there enjoying themselves. And the the sad part about it is in that video, you can see the disappointment in the girl's face as she was waved off by whoever that monster was. Um... You know, that's that's wild. You can see that, and that was likely, probably, I won't say likely, but probably her first, first official moment of realizing what racism is. Unfortunately, every black person has that moment, you know, where they're young or where they're old. We all remember that moment where we we where we realized that racism wasn't just something in the past in the history books and it was all over because the world decided to love Martin Luther King after he was assassinated. Now, I remember for me one of my first instances. I I I mentioned this before. Uh, and I say one of the first, but it likely wasn't one of the first ones that I known uh, that I remember at least was when we were, and this involved the police officer as well. Me, my brothers, and a bunch of the you know the neighborhood kids, we were looking at this event, and there was an, uh, there's this fence around this area. So we're all, we're, we're on, we're not in the event, but obviously we're, we're at the fence area where we're on the other side and we're just looking and there's two police officers, state troopers who are parked, they're on their bikes, right? Um, just at the event and all that other stuff, you know, doing what police officers do at events, sit around and wait for shit to happen or just sit around and shit, right? So 
I asked one of the police officers politely about the event. And I asked him like maybe twice because one could say the first time he didn't hear me or he was ignoring me, right? It's a, it's a toss up, right? But either or, he was, he had his face turned and he was looking at the event. The other cop was actually talking to, uh, you know, some other, the, the other kids we were with asked him a question, two white cops, by the way, asked him a question and he was talking to them. And I'm the quiet kid, so I don't really, you know, whatever. But I decided, let me go ask this one cop who was quiet as well, but he was just looking at the event. I asked him one time, I I asked him the same question twice, but he didn't answer me or respond, let me put it that way, the second time. I asked him what the event was pretty much about, you know, um, I said, hey officer, what's going on over here? He didn't answer the first time. I just stood there waiting for a response. He didn't answer. I looked at the other cop and he was, again, talking to the other kids. Um, but at some one moment, the other kids were just started talking to themselves. And the other cop, he was looking at some other direction. Um, and he didn't, you know, answer at all. So I ended up asking a question again, the same question to the same cop. I asked him again, excuse me, officer, what is, what's going on over here? He, he slowly turns his head, tells me to get the fuck off the fence, back up, back the fuck off the fence or something. And my first, because you know, I, I wasn't climbing the fence or whatever, but I'm on it, right? Um, like, at least in front of it. When I first heard him, my, my... I didn't say this out loud, but in my head, I'm like, excuse me, huh? Like, did I hear that correctly? Am I tripping? Did this adult just tell a kid to back the fuck off the fence? When the question was, what's, what's, what's the event? And then he says it again louder. You know, he's not the, uh, I wasn't the only one who repeated myself. He repeated himself as well. He said it louder. Back the fuck off the fence. So I said, that's when I backed up. That's one of my first moments when I realized, one, cops ain't shit. Two, straight up racism. You think he'd react that way if it was a bunch of white kids or a white kid were to ask him? And we grew up with a white kid too. It was two of them, but... One of them in particular that stayed in the neighborhood, Marshall. You know, shout to Marshall if you listen to this. He wasn't there with us. I don't think Marshall was there with us. But I doubt if Marshall asked that question, he would have reacted that way had Marshall did it. Asked him that question. If Marshall asked him about what the event was, he would have given Marshall an answer. And if he didn't want to tell him what it was, he wouldn't have, he definitely wouldn't have told Marshall to back the fuck off the fence twice aggressively. So that was my first instance. And that is what I mean when I say that there's other black people who have, you know, who, who can remember their first instance of racism. And that's not something that just goes away. That's not something... Oh, it happened years ago. Forget about it. Yeah, I've dealt with a lot more aggressive cops years later after that as well. So this is not a one-time thing. That was my first instance with some uh, with an aggressive cop. For nothing other than asking a question. I didn't think it... I don't, it's not illegal to ask a question. Especially it's a question about a public event. It's not illegal to ask that. This wasn't like it was a crime scene that I asked what went on. It's, this was a like a circus event or some shit. Either way, it was in the, like it was at the Expo Center, right? And it was some event that went down, and all I did was ask what what was it about. So there's that. So in these situations, 
I, I get it. I understand you want your kid to have a good time. I get the people who are the parents who are like, I'm not going to uh, shield my child from these child of, uh, you know, these, these, uh, these places because, um, you know, uh, you know, cause I want them to have this, the, the experience and all that. But I think as black people, we really have to think about, do we want to put our children through the trauma of dealing with these places? We can always create our own, of course, and we won't have to deal with that stuff. We can always support the ones that are already in existence, and we wouldn't have to deal with stuff like that. But we, we yeah, I think there's a conversation that we as a community need to have. And that conversation is is should not be why don't white people love that? Why do what? Uh, how can you? Nah, that's not. That's not the conversation I need to be had. Let's not force people who don't want to love us to love us. It's really that simple. I'm not begging for anybody's love. You either love me or you don't, and that's from you love Ernest. <laughs> that's it. That's all I gotta say. Um, this has been another episode of the Ernest Thoughts Podcast with them, your host, Ernest, so you love Ernest and God, different name. Timestamps in the description box below. Go ahead and listen to whatever segment takes your pleasing. Um, if you haven't listened to the previous segments because you just wanted to uh, fast forward to this one, timestamps are down there, so do your thing. It's your thing. Do what you want to do. Just remember to subscribe to the podcast if you're not subscribed. Share this episode. Please give this a rating as well. Share the podcast out as well. Also, do not forget to check out the links in the description box below. My book, my latest book, Late Nights on Broadway, is down there. And yes, I do have a couple works in progress, as in books. But I do have another book, you know, not coming out soon, but in the works so yeah for those who uh were interested in all that Ernest Thoughts podcast merch mugs shirts all that good stuff in the description box below tote bags all that good stuff in the description box below as well get your merch on show your pride and support as a supporter of the Ernest Thoughts Podcast, check out any of the, of the other links as well. And please, if you feel so inclined to do so, consider a financial donation to show your support as well. But your simple listen, share, all that stuff is greatly appreciated. Until next time, until next episode, stay black. If you are black, stay beautiful. Black Lives Matter. LGBTQIA plus lives matter. Black trans lives matter. Black trans women matter. Black trans men matter. Black women matter. Black men matter. And black children matter. And I'm out. Peace.